Hump Day Quickies Swingers Confessions is intended for mature audiences only and contains explicit language and sexual situations. This is not intended as any professional advice. Welcome to Hump Day Quickies Swinger Confessions. Here in the sex apartment, we share our own sex positive stories and welcome our friends to open up about their experiences in the ethically non monogamous lifestyle. Today, we are responding to some emails and sharing some of the sexy calls from our listeners. If you have a question or want to share a sexy story, please send us an email at humptyquickies at gmail.com or call our hotline 844-448-6732. And we're back at the sex apartment. Once again, just you and me. Just the two of us. Merry Christmas and a soon-to-be Happy New Year to everyone. We're ringing in the new year. It has been one hell of a busy couple of months for us. That is more on the personal side and business side instead of the lifestyle side. Unfortunately. (laughs) Yes, very much. We hope everybody had an amazing year. We got to go to Naughty. We got to finally experience Secrets doing a Swinger Society takeover. Met a lot of fun and new, exciting people. We definitely got some different experiences in, and it was fun trying new things. That is for sure. Since we're ringing in a new year, we wanted to sum up some of the calls that we've gotten and maybe some of the emails that we've gotten. It's a little different podcast than you're used to. It's not an interview. It's not our stories. Right. Typically, when we're in here alone, it's our stories, which you'll be getting in another couple weeks. But... For now, we have emails and listener calls. Sometimes we get questions in emails. Mm -hmm. Other times it's just, oh my God, we love your podcast. One of the emails that stood out to me this year was this one. Hey, Jay and Nessa, I just found your podcast today. For starters, as far as my sexuality is concerned, I grew up very sheltered in a sense. All around my upbringing was and still is very sex negative. I'm a mid-30s disabled virgin who's never been on an official date or kissed a woman. I have a ton of platonic female friends who are amazing. More on that as you read on. Related to my physical disability, I've dealt with self-esteem and confidence issues for years in this area of my life. I've been on a few dating apps, but to no avail. It took me 27 years before I saw a woman naked in person. My friends took me to a strip club, and we've gone back to clubs almost every year since. It's been my only real in-person experience. I absolutely love learning about sexuality. I'm extremely passionate slash nerdy about learning anything and everything there is to learn. My insanely high drive is made worse by my lack of experience. It bothers me that our society doesn't discuss sex enough, especially not around the disabled community. With regards to my platonic female friends, consensually I began having conversations about their sex life as a way to explore my own sexuality. It turns me on like crazy to hear their stories and to somewhat talk about the relationships in general. I eventually learned and read about cuckolding. I have truly and finally found my place and people within the sex-positive community. I finally feel 100% understood by others, which is something I've never thought was going to be possible. My goal is to one day meet like-minded communities in person instead of just online. You all make me feel completely accepted. 
It's absolutely amazing. Everything I said above just disappears while listening to a sex-positive podcast. Given my intense desire for exploration and my cuckold fetish, I have a strong feeling monogamy will be extremely difficult for me. Thank you for all that you've done, and I'm sure will continue to do for someone like myself. It's appreciated more than you'll ever know. We put a lot of focus on being in the lifestyle to have sex and to enjoy sexual encounters all of the time. What this email points out for me is that it's also a place that's so sex positive that even without the actual physical sex, it's encouraging to outsiders to be able to have a space and people who will openly talk about sex and openly talk about their experiences. If that means living vicariously through someone else and learning about how people interact, it's still a beneficial space for somebody who's not even had sex yet. And I think that's really fantastic. I completely agree. And the fact that he is in these online communities sharing his stories and yet being welcomed in and treated in such a way that he feels welcomed and part of that community, I think is fantastic. Yes, definitely. You mentioned that sometimes we get asked questions. Yes, And in this email, we get asked a question in which, well, we'll wait until we hear our answer, but... It's a couple uh, of questions, actually. Yes. (laughs) Hey, guys. Absolutely love the podcast. I've just started listening and haven't made it through all the episodes yet, so you may have covered this. Have you ever been in this situation at the club? We're very much people pleasers and would hate to hurt anyone's feelings. So we were approached by a couple that were very friendly. They give tours at the club. We ended up running into them in the shed on the patio and we had a great time talking with them for a while. However, we weren't attracted to them. As time went by, she sent him to go get their toy bag and my hubby had to use the restroom. So she asked me if I wanted to get a room. This is where I didn't know how to say no as to not offend her. So I said yes, and we found our boys and a room. We ended up having fun with a double-sided dildo, which was on my fuck it list, then respectively had sex with our own men. After the guys finished, we cleaned up and headed out of the room and the club. I'm not sure how I feel about that experience. I checked a box on both of our lists. However, it wasn't with a couple that I would have wanted it to be with. So for the questions. Number one, how do you... Gently decline an invitation without hurting someone's feelings or feeling bad for the potential of hurting someone's feelings. Number two, in your experience, does everyone approaching you at the club want to get you to the back? We are both shy and have failed to approach another couple yet at the club. However, I'm not shy at all posting on the club website. But every time we walk in the club, I keep my blinders on and avoid making eye contact as I am afraid if I do, that might be a signal a couple is looking for to approach us for a hookup. Number three, would you consider the experience a regret if it's at least half of what you were looking for? I hope this all makes sense. You two make me feel so comfortable, and I love how tuned in to your playmates, emotions, slash feelings you guys are. My hubby Joe is okay with anything and everything I do with another person or couple, and gender doesn't matter. He just loves to see me pleasured. That's his kink. Mine was the idea of being with another female and how that experience would be. And I love pleasing him, so I'm open to a lot, but we haven't had very many experiences. 
Thanks for taking the time to read, and I hope you can provide some input. Let's start with number one. How would you gently decline an invitation without hurting someone's feelings? I think the part of the question that cannot be a for sure way to answer it is you have no control over hurting someone's feelings. And while you can come up with a million tricks that people can use, unfortunately, I think somewhere along the line, feelings may get hurt. That's the first thing we have to start to wrap our head around is that I'm going to go approach this as gently as possible. I'm going to be as kind as possible, but also know that there's the possibility that feelings get hurt somewhere along the way. While we have not mastered this, and this is what I was alluding to before I read the email, why this stands out is This could be an email written by me. 100%. (laughs) Because I have yet to figure this out. We are both people pleasers, you even more so than me. Along our journey, we've come across some tricks, some little things. Some of the things that you could say or do would have an excuse prepared. We've heard stuff like, you look like a family member (laughs) or you look like an ex. And I'm sorry, I can't make that association and also have sex with you. You can use the, I have my period and I don't sleep with people when I'm on my period. But then, you know, if they come back around another day, you may have to again face that situation. If you want to be as truthful as possible, you can just outright say, we're not looking to play tonight or you can- Not really interested in playing right now. Not really interested, yeah. Or we're not ready to play right now. Or we're not playing tonight. We hadn't planned on playing tonight. The Um, risk with that one is when someone sees you you walk into the back a little bit later, but you really don't have to justify why you've changed your mind and decided to play later. That's still 100% your call. Question two was about, does everyone approaching you at the club want to get you to the back? It should probably be assumed. It is safe to assume that if someone approaches you, they do feel that there could be some sort of physical connection and they're looking to see if they can expand it from there. Then again, it's also very possible just to think that it's Somebody being nice and approaching a couple that's just sitting there not talking to anyone because, like they said, they have never actually approached anyone. So unless someone approaches them, they're probably standing there by themselves. And I guess it's all in how you define approach because there's been plenty of times where I have complimented somebody's dress or I have spoken with somebody in line at the bar or something like that. And I'm not necessarily approaching them. I'm not necessarily saying, hi, my name is Nessa. You know, what's yours? Trying to get something off the ground. But typically, if I'm complimenting a girl's dress, I don't only like the dress. I usually like the person wearing it Mm -hmm. and how it looks on them. So therefore, you know, the chances of that coming back around so that we can start a conversation so that we can go to the back, that could be my motivation, Definitely an initial feeler for sure. Yes. And see if there's any positive return. But I'm also genuinely giving a compliment because I felt that dress looked really great on that person or I really did like that dress. I'm not reaching so that we do get to the back. It is something that could maybe open up the possibility. But no, that's not my like aim when I'm giving a compliment. Somebody should accept the compliment for to be as as genuinely true. What I have seen is someone approach a couple and say, oh, I like that dress that you're wearing. And the immediate response was, no, thank you. We're not interested. Right. The couple at that moment was very taken back. Like, whoa, I was just letting you know your dress was nice. Slow down. I wasn't asking for anything. So you don't want to automatically jump in and assume. However, 
that couple probably says, eh, we have a limited amount of time. Let's not waste the time talking. Right. A simple thank you very much and moving on with your day would have been much nicer. But in their defense, maybe they don't want to spend the time talking to a couple that they're not interested in, or they don't want to get to that point where they have to try and be nice and let them down. Right. Where it's like, nope, we're immediately, we know for sure, just by looking at you, we're not interested. Therefore, we're going to cut it off now before we even, you know, what if we become best friends in this conversation? And then I have to tell you that I still don't want to sleep with you. So, (laughs) Which leads nicely into part three. Would you consider an experience a regret if it's at least half of what you're looking for? No. Not at all. I completely agree. Some of our best experiences we walked into going, eh, we're not overly excited, but let's give it a shot. Yeah. Because we had a great connection. Maybe something happened that said, you know what? Yeah, let's let's see where this can go. You get to experience some amazing things and go, oh, wow. And that connection can build beyond the, oh my God, this person is the most attractive I've ever seen. And and I think the half of that is that the, the half of the experience that you did enjoy is what ends up being the part that stands out for me. It's the part that, well, it was worth it because yeah, I checked the stuff off my bucket list. And now when you are with that very attractive couple and a double-sided dildo comes out, now you have the experience you've used it. You don't have to look all goofy in front of a super hot couple. Now you can, yep. <laughs> you can do a great, not that I'm saying that you should like go practice with people you're not attracted to, but it's an experience nonetheless, right? It's you still did something. Now I would, however, consider it a regret if I really thought in my head, I absolutely do not want to do this. And I went against every grain in my body and still got back there and it was still checking off a bucket list item. If I knew before going in that it was just going to be that bad and I still said yes, then it's a regret. Right. But Ryan and Claire, their very first experience, they had a couple that they wanted to do things with, but she didn't want that first experience to be awkward. Yes. And struggle through it with the couple that they they were looking for. So they did practice. (laughs) Yeah, they practiced. I can see the practice as well. Yeah. Got another email that I think you should read because, well, I can't answer this one. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, this was actually one of my favorites for sure. Hi, Nessa and G. First of all, I just wanted to say I absolutely love your podcast. I started listening to your first episode about a year ago, and I have absolutely loved following all of your episodes you have posted since. You have answered so many questions I've had, and you have also opened my eyes to all of the different aspects of the lifestyle. Nessa, I know you have mentioned that you have curly hair and that you don't like to play before going out to dinner because you don't want to ruin your curls. But my question is, how the fuck do you keep your hair from looking like you stuck your finger in a socket after you've had a play session? I go into the night with my curls looking so good and feeling sexy. After the session is done and I look in the mirror, I have absolutely no idea how any other man or woman would find me attractive after seeing the monstrosity that my hair has turned into. Between the curls getting so poofy and all the frizz that happens, it definitely makes me self-conscious. I'm already a plus-size girl and I'm incredibly self-conscious about my body. I would love not to have to worry about my hair, too. I'm wondering if you have any tips or tricks to share on containing the curls. You both are absolutely amazing, and I want to thank you for sharing your life with the world. 
Oh, and I also wanted to mention, Nessa, your moans and the sounds you make are so fucking sexy and are such a turn on. Can't confirm. (laughs) Oh boy, curly hair girls. We all know those struggles. So like Fight Club, (laughs) there's rules. And the first rule of curly hair club is do not touch it. But in the lifestyle world, it's hard to maintain that rule book because we unfortunately have people not necessarily touching our hair, but our hair is getting all messed up all over pillows and with sweat and the movement and everything and all that. So my first go-to is to wear a hairband around my wrist. So much so that one time I forgot my hairband when we went to the club. I came out with the after-sex hair, which I was also very self-conscious about. And that time I didn't have a hairband, so I actually had to beg the club owner to find out if she had one. She gave me one from her own personal stash, and then the next week we came, I had bought a huge like stockpile amount and gave them to her. I'm like, please keep these on hand for me. So important to always have a hairband, hairband on your wrist, hairband in your purse. Especially now that we have the hump day quickie scrunchies that uh, Court got for us. Yeah, there you go. We can pass out some hump day quickie scrunchies. My hair almost never leaves a room down. I go in with it down and I come out with it up and in a ponytail or messy bun or some sort of concoction of (laughs) up. Well, I won't say it's the first thing you do, because typically you're ripping your clothes off first. The next thing you're doing is putting your hair up, just getting ready for the fact that I'm not even going to risk it being poofy through the whole process. Yeah. For the longest time, we didn't bring a swinger bag with us into the room. So usually we just played it by ear. It was you had your condoms in your pocket, and that was pretty much all we needed. But as of late, we've kind of been putting together our own little swinger bag with lube and a small vibrator and things that we like to have with us. In that swinger bag, if you're a curly girl, you can put your favorite gel or mousse or whatever hair product you use. And it would be ideal to use it, you know, like when you typically for a girl, you're going to the bathroom right after you've had sex with somebody just to freshen up anyways. So while you're in there, you got your gel or mousse or whatever and do some touch ups. And a lot of the times it's just a simple splash of water on my hair because I use gel on it and it's dry and I just get it a little bit wet. It reignites that gel again. So usually I can just even use some sink water and kind of flatten out the frizz and make it work until at least I get home. The benefit that we have of waiting until the very end of the night to play is (laughs) that I don't really see that many people walking out of the club because we are like waiting till closing time for sure. So we just see the stragglers. So my walk of curly hair shame is not that bad, usually. But we have had times where I've played first and then we played again later on, which that was a little rough. But worth it. But I also think what's kind of funny is that because it's such a day and night difference between what happens to my hair, most people know that I've played and I get a lot more like high five looks rather than, mm-hmm. you know, like, oh, you look terrible. It's more of a like, oh, oh. we know what you were doing. <laughs> so Would it's not like necessarily the worst. Yeah, it's not necessarily the worst kind of look. If you walked in the club looking that way, it'd be a little more questionable, I think. I have been excited the few nights that you have done a I'm starting with a ponytail look too. Well, I love your hair on point. 
it's also fun to know, okay, you know what? We're ready to go no matter what. And that's also a seasonal thing, you know, because if you know that it's going to be hot, our club gets very hot and sticky in the summer months just because the air conditioning doesn't circulate as well into the some of the rooms, into the back rooms. And if you know you're going into the club like that, I mean, do a cute ponytail, do a high ponytail, do something that you know that is going to at least keep it a little bit more maintained and then, you know, work with that. One of the things I love about this podcast is it is doing very well in many, 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 many different countries. One of those countries being Australia. Hi from Australia. Love the podcast and love reflecting on the limited experiences I've had. A mansion party, a couple house parties, and a couple of sex clubs. I had no real experience, but hooked up with a married woman who was right into it. She invited me to a party, met one of her single friends, and we went together. Real eye-opener, but jumped in with both feet. Quick question. There is a lot of talk of by-lady experiences. Have there been any by-male experiences? What are your thoughts on that? I've had bi experiences, but don't relate as bi, more pansexual. Thanks again. Great podcast. So we don't talk too much about bi experiences because we haven't had them personally. And that, to be clear, bi male experiences, as you've listened, we've had damn near infinite number of bi female experiences. Yes. Because we aren't experiencing them, we also aren't meeting those people out. So therefore, the people we interview typically also don't have those experiences. And it's not to say that they're not happening. It's just something we're not seeing Correct. personally. And we do know that the lifestyle is becoming a lot more open yes. to the bi-male and having bi-males have experiences more in the open versus with the doors closed. Because I think they were happy. They have been happy happening. They are probably always happening. We're just not seeing them or, or the lifestyle wasn't ready to accept that. We are definitely hearing a lot more people talk about it or talk about having seen it or been part of it. Yes. Yeah. So it's definitely going through some phases, some changing phases right now where I feel we're going to start seeing a lot more of it. We definitely hear about it a lot more. We've been asked questions in the past on having more people we interview talk about that. And unfortunately, we just haven't run into those people or found those people in our experiences. So it's hard to get those people on the podcast. But if you are a bi male and you're in a relationship and you would want to talk about that or be interviewed by us, reach out because we're Absolutely. definitely looking. Uh, we'd love to include those stories as well. If you do want to hear about some of those stories, I know Bang Bang Pineapple Gang does share some of their experiences. Definitely check out Bang Bang Pineapple Gang and also Brian of Brian and Brenna of the Front Porch Swingers. They have a podcast as well. He identifies as being pansexual as well. So those are some places you can go that maybe you can hear a little more about that side of things in the lifestyle. Last email I want to talk about is one that we've got from several people as my description of the app that I use to keep tabs on all of our stories that allows us to go through and give such intense details for stories that happened two or three years ago. They ask, there was an episode where y'all talked about an app you use to keep up with experiences. Can you share the name of that app again, please? So for those of you who just heard me say that it was called Nice, it's actually Sex Tracker by Nice. 
So if you type in sex tracker, one of the first few on the app store will pop up with that. I know it's on iPhones and iPads. I'm not 100% sure if it's on Android, but none of our Android friends have said, no, it's not. So I'm assuming it is. So if you're looking to track your sexual experiences, there you go. They got an app for that. (laughs) (laughs) Now I want to dig into some of our voicemails. One of the ones, one of our callers that calls very regularly is Cam from Virginia. One of our favorite callers, one that we frequently look forward to. And as soon as we see the location pop up when uh, we've received a call, we know it's from him and we very much cannot wait to hear what he has to say. Yes, we get a text message that we're getting a call from Virginia and we automatically assume that it's going to be Cam as we don't get a ton of calls from Virginia, but when we do, it's typically Cam. So let's just be clear, Kim asks that we do not play his voicemail. So unfortunately, while we cannot play it for you, we will recap as best we can. I am very much hoping that one day Cam does become all right with allowing us to use his voice. Or maybe and we can find some really good like voice changing uh, software or something. I, and I think the next time he calls, I might edit one of the calls and send it back to him and say, hey, listen to it. You tell me if it's all right to use this. <laughs> He's so well-spoken, and it's always so great to hear his input. He calls, and he tells us how he decided to use my technique on his girlfriend. Only he didn't just use my technique. He first used his own technique, or an opposite technique. So my technique is a flat tongue. Well, my technique, which he did use, is (laughs) more of a flicking. It is a flicking. So he started with a flicking, and he was able to get his girlfriend off. He said it was good. She had a great time, but then... As I typically am able to do as well. Correct, yes. But... I'm not saying it won't get them there. I'm just saying... That's where my butt came from. (laughs) Your butt is out of this world, honey. (laughs) Then he followed it later, gave her a little breathing room and then said, I want to go down on you again. Uh, Only I want to try something a little different. So as any wonderful girlfriend would do for their (laughs) boyfriend. (laughs) Sure. Okay. And he uses the flat tongue technique. And from his description of how much she liked it, uh, it sounds like the flat tongue technique won out for her (laughs) as the preferred method. (laughs) A few nights later, she even asked for it again by name. She asked for it again. And I will give him credit that he credited you with the technique. (laughs) Which he didn't have to do that. He could have kept that all to himself. I would have been okay with that. But either way, I find it very flattering that all of these people are using my technique or asking for it at least and getting good reviews. Also flattering was on his second call after he reiterated that he really wanted us to talk about his technique testing. He did comment on the fact that he appreciates how open I am about the things that I love to see you do and how open I am talking about my interactions with other people. That is the whole point of this podcast is to open up and share these stories and make that more of the norm in society where people aren't going, oh my God, that's crazy. While I do still think some of our stories are, oh my God, that's crazy. (laughs) It's hopefully becoming a little less out of the ordinary for people. And you are very open and I sometimes struggle to see how open you are because we live our life the way we do. I think almost the reverse becomes true where you almost don't know where to cut off your sharing in like the vanilla world. Yes. So it's almost more of a struggle outside of the lifestyle to be as open as we are when we're walking around in public places. Oh, normal. 
Yep. Vanilla people don't talk this way. We we don't just say these things. I have found myself often at days at times thinking of the things that, boy, I wish I could say. And I catch myself and go, oh, shit, I've been really quiet for a while just looking off into space and not engaging with anyone. Yeah. And on top of that, we forget that we're kind of further into this journey in the lifestyle than some. And when you're listening to our podcast as a first timer, as you're, oh, I'm interested in the lifestyle, I want to learn more about it. And you haven't even broached the subject with your partner Mm -hmm. yet. And just having that first conversation is intimidating. And here you are sitting here telling me all the, you know, you want to see me bent over a couch and, you know, cock in my mouth, a cock coming in from behind and probably a girl somewhere in there too. All of that sounds fantastic. Yes. (laughs) Can confirm. But that's easy for you to say because not only have you already seen it and it's something we already know exists in our relationship as a turn on. There are people out there who haven't discussed their turn ons or their fantasies with their partner ever, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're thinking about that first conversation. They're trying to figure out how they approach it and just getting the words out of their mouth is going to be a struggle, let alone where we're at. So, well... You are super open. It's been a long time of just being submerged in a lifestyle where it's accepted. I agree. Easy coming from you where you are at in your life after 20 some years in. Very much so. This first call that we get to play, I feel is a situation that a lot of people go through for a lot of different reasons. Hello, G. Hello, Nessa. Love, love, love your show. Listen to every episode. I'm Dan from Arkansas, and I co-host a uh, very, very large Facebook group in Arkansas where we live. We had a two-day hotel pool party takeover this past weekend. Wife and I haven't played in a while with anybody else. She went through her menopause, lost a lot of her confidence. Well, all that came soaring back this weekend. A good friend of ours, previous play partner, very respectful guy. He was supposed to bring a friend he really spoke highly of. The guy couldn't make it, had some things come up. Well, Another man we were acquainted with, but didn't know too well, came and saved the day. And she lost track of orgasms Friday night with all three of us and was shaking, dehydrated, hoarse the next day. And I said, what do you want to do today? She said, I want to repeat. Well, I had to oblige my beautiful wife and let her have both of them again. And I got a lot of good footage. And we're back. And we had a blast. It was the best pool party we had ever had or been to. We have more parties to come. We host. I just can't wait to see. This is the wife I fell in love with 17 years ago, and she's back. She has some hiccups along the way, but I'm so proud of her and uh, love her to death. And that's the thing. There will be hiccups along the way. He talks about menopause, but you're right. It's not just menopause. There's a million other reasons why people take breaks, step back, just aren't feeling it in the moment. Uh, Sex drives change over time with different ages, hormones, things get out of whack, all sorts of physical changes. People gain weight, people lose weight, people don't feel as confident in their own skin. They're just not wanting to be sexual. That coupled with all sorts of other life things, you know, children needing your uh, attention or sports season. I mean, how many of the couples that we hang out with, you know, oh, we're going to be gone for the next, you know, six months because we got, you know, whatever next set of uh, sporting events for their kids that they're going to be. When volleyball season starts, (laughs) all of our tall friends are gone. (laughs) (laughs) Soccer season starts, a lot of our shorter friends are gone. It's weird. (laughs) (laughs) 
So yes, yeah, so for so many reasons, but what I absolutely love is that it is apparent that he is standing by his wife, whether they're in this or not, and how much he absolutely loves her, and also loves her kind of being a bit of a slut too. Yes, and loves that she's back. <laughs> yes, yes, and and loves seeing her true self come come out and enjoy herself. So that's th- really a fantastic call. And we're going to dig into this a lot more because coming up in our stories, we take a handful of breaks. I really think that's something we're going to touch on as we start digging into that. Absolutely. Next call I thought was a very fun one. I agree. I like this one. Hi, my name is Callie and my partner and I are new into the lifestyle. We had one of the greatest experiences I've ever had and especially being so new, we're probably only five or six months in. We were at a house party so far. We've only attended house parties and we really like those. We had been to this house party a couple of times, but there was this couple that we had seen there uh, for the first time and the guy was flogging some of the ladies and he was just amazing at it. I hopped on the bed with four other women and he was so respectful and he flogged each lady with the way that they wanted to be flogged and he kept checking in. Later on in the evening, we went upstairs um, to one of the playrooms upstairs there was a couple of couples playing on the bed, so I, my partner Dee and I decided to hop on the bed too. We had seen the guy, and he had mentioned that his wife was made feet, and I had mentioned that Dee also loves feet, and I have large feet for a woman, so he loves them so much because there's, you know, guys have large feet, and he looks at his wife and. She looks at me and she looks down at my feet and she just falls to her knees almost without even saying anything. And she starts caressing my feet and rubbing them. And then she tells me to put my foot up on the foot of the bed. So I do. She starts rubbing my leg and my feet and she's sucking my toes and sucking each individual toe and rubbing the arches of my feet. Mind you, this is the most foot play that I've ever had. My partner has a foot fetish and she was a foot worshiper. So things progress onto the bed. She has my one leg and my foot and she's just sucking all of my toes and rubbing my legs and my feet and it's so sensual and my partner starts to fuck me well she points over to her guy and she says you and she snaps she says his name and she snaps and she says put your cock in her mouth and then of course you know he checks in with me and he checks in with me and we're both like yeah let's let's go so I start sucking his cock while is fucking me while she is making love to my feet and it was the most erotic and sensual sex experience I've ever had in my life and then she looks over at me as he's fucking me while I'm on my back and my feet are in the air and I have this cock in my mouth she looks at him and she goes make her come for me baby and that was just it that sent him over the edge that sent me over the edge i basically start like convulsing all of these feelings are just rolling over my entire body to the point where i couldn't even suck his cock anymore i had to take it out of my mouth because i was afraid it was gonna like bite down or something and 
and then we finished up and that was it and we got back to the rest of the party and started talking and hanging out but still that was the most erotic and sexual experience so far in the lifestyle yeah my name is Callie my partner's name is me and I love your podcast I think she has a job lined up in the foot picture taking. What is that when you sell foot fetish pictures? Sell pictures of your feet. (laughs) We have not been down the foot route. No. Neither of us are that big into it. I mean, I've rubbed feet from time to time, but I can't say that we have the huge fetish. But we have definitely been in the moments where that woman that is the center of attention is getting touched by all three people, has the cock in her mouth, is getting fucked. The other woman is touching her in some way that's turning her on and things heighten to that level. And so I can totally relate to this. And I've always wanted to be on the receiving end of like foot worship. Really? Yes. Okay. I'm not full of myself, but I think I have really cute feet. You have fucking adorable feet. Yes. I'm just surprised. And there is a person we know who has a foot fetish and I'm a little bit upset that he hasn't really like kind of fawned over my feet. Like he's mentioned, he's like, oh, you have nice feet. Like one time he said that. And I was like, I will say he hasn't told you, but he's told me plenty. (laughs) So, but it's kind of one of those things where I'm like, well, Somebody compliment my feet because I think they look really cute. Well, there's a difference between compliment and... And worshiping. And I understand that. But like for... This would be like a one-time kind of like bucket list type of thing. It would be a, ooh, somebody worship me. I I think it's fantastic. Just for a moment. Not really... This doesn't have to be a They don't need to make love to your feet? No, it doesn't have to be that. Although I can. I can do uh, like a foot job. I've been able to do that. Okay. I don't know if it's fantastic, but if you're in defeat I, I think you I, like that again kind of i will thing. say i don't know if i've experienced that yet so i haven't done it on you because well, i'm not really talking just with you but ever i'm <laughs> oh, saying like nobody's ever done no that to i'm you? pretty sure i mean but you're also not in defeat right and also like very that. sensitive so you, i'm like whoa careful, careful with that where are you going you would have to be a well-orchestrated event <laughs> Anyways, yes, I think this whole story is very fun and also just a window into what kind of things you can come across in the lifestyle. Yes. I doubt she went to that house party thinking, oh, somebody's going to worship my feet tonight and I'm going to have a really fantastic orgasm. Doubt it. I would agree. (laughs) This next caller called and left a voicemail and then immediately emailed us at humpdayquickies at gmail.com and said, hey, I just left the voicemail. I was kind of nervous. Is it all right if I call and try again? To which I responded, call, try again, send as many messages as you'd like. There's no limit as to how many times everyone can call and leave messages. We love getting them. Call and leave it over and over again if you don't think you did it right. We'll listen to it over and over again. Doesn't matter. We're fine with that. He did call a few days later a second time and try again. However, the second time, he left out a few of my favorite details. So you may pick up in here that his voice is at two different little levels here. I did kind of splice the two calls together because I wanted to make sure that you got all the details in this call. Hey, G and Nessa, this is Z. I just wanted to say I love y'all's podcast, especially the ones where you get to hear Nessa moaning and the stories that G gets to talk about. But the story I wanted to tell y'all was the time I got to watch my girlfriend give head to someone else in front of me. It was around last year, and we had talked about it before. Nothing really ever happened. We had gone on the app called SDC, and one day we got a message from a, a single male saying how close he is to us and would love to meet. We were all going on a date, and this bull had messaged us. And I told her, I was like, would you be down to give him head? She said, yeah, after a date. We both verified to make sure we were both real. Next thing you know, he sent us his address. We went over to his house. We were both kind of nervous. He was nervous, but he's an experienced bull. 
people that got to know each other, and then we went into the room. I'm watching them making out. She's pulling down his pants and blowing them. I sat there thinking, I'm like, wow, like, this is really hot. Something I enjoy doing and watching from a different point of view and seeing her. And eventually I enjoyed. She started blowing the both of us. I came on her, and then she focused on him, and then her giving him head, man. It was it was just a sexy, sexy. I can see why G loves seeing it because you get to see it from a different experience, and that's what I like to see from a different point of view. It was so hot just seeing her giving head, slobbing on him, and then he eventually came on her face. And then afterwards, he cleaned us up. He was honestly very respectful, made us both very comfortable as we can be, and we've been to him a couple of times. And yeah, that's it. There are a handful of things I love about this call. The first is that they had been talking to this guy, kind of feeling it out. And then the two of them went out on a date and he said, hey, this guy reached out. What do you think? And I don't know if the drinks were flowing or the conversation was great or what was going on, but she was feeling just right that she said, yeah, after we finish this date, I'd love to go blow this guy for you. I think that's really fucking hot. And on top of that, I don't know if it was talked about beforehand either or what the plan was when they went in, but it sounds like it was just the plan was her go in, blow this guy, he gets to watch and that was it. But he got a chance to actually participate. He got a blowjob as well, which made him come because it was that fantastic. And I have been in that situation (laughs) where I've been watching you either blow somebody or getting fucked. And I've been like, all right, I got to put my cock in your mouth. And it is quick at times. Especially, oh, you and you, 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 like I've said before, your fucking noises and just the way you fuck back. Oh, watching you, my favorite porn star in that situation, will make me come very fucking fast every time. So, yeah, I'll put my cock in your mouth and 30 seconds, a minute later, I'm filling your mouth with cum going, all right, I'm going to go back over here. You guys finish up. <laughs> finish up. <laughs> yeah. And it's also great that they found someone who they are comfortable with and can go back to. And who understood enough of the dynamic that they could do that. And now the last call I want to do is from a very familiar voice. It is very rare that we get to have our guests decide, ooh, I got to call the hotline. But it is by no means a surprise to me that Tori was like, "Uh, I know I just did an interview because she left us this message probably back in September, I think it was. And had to share a story that sounds very familiar as to what I know we wanted to do with them the very first night that we met them. Yes. Hello, Gianessa. This is Tori calling in. I wanted to share a funny story with you guys. We were at our favorite swinger club this weekend, and we met a very sexy couple. And of course, in very G and Nessa type fashion, we waited till the last minute to play. And there's the tap tap on the door. And the gentleman I was playing with was not finished yet. So I asked if he'd like to go to the car and finish because I couldn't just leave a man with a perfectly good heart on and not get him off. So we proceeded to fuck in the car, which was crazy, in the parking lot with everyone leaving. And so I had a little dress on, so I just pulled my dress up and took my panties off and fucked him in the back seat. Well, Link decided he was also going to play with the wife of this couple. And they were playing, and we finished uh, like a half hour later. And Link decided, I don't want to put any clothes on. So he drove home completely naked, and we get home, and usually the nanny sleeps over. And when we get home, I thought, you know what? Maybe I should sneak inside just to make sure the nanny wasn't awake at 4.30 in the morning. 
And thank God I did, because there she is on the couch waiting for us to return to tell her all of our crazy stories. So I had to run back outside, tell Link to put his clothes on before he comes inside and gives the nanny a heart attack. So that was my crazy swinger confession from this weekend. I hope you enjoyed it. So this story happened with Tony and Gina, yes. who we are still waiting incredibly impatiently to get on the show. But Tony and Gina are just like we are, where it's wait till the last fucking minute and no surprise there, there's a knock. And way to go, Tori, for using that idea that we gave them to uh, run out to the parking lot because, well, there's still a perfectly good parking lot you can use. Still very high on my bucket list of things that I would love to see you do going, oh, you know what? I didn't get enough. I need to get this in the parking lot. And I still haven't had sex in a car yet. So the opportunity to do this and where I feel would be a very safe space would be the club parking lot. This could That's kill two no birds. Fun. I know, but you let, can't have sex in the let sex me start club safe. parking lot and be like, yeah, I had sex in a car. Doesn't work that way. Let me start safe. All right. Oh my goodness. And then the nanny. I want to know, can I be a fly on the wall for those conversations? Because we do not tell our, well, babysitters, we don't have a nanny. And that's the thing. (laughs) With the nanny, I have a feeling they have a better relationship where they've kind of filled her in on what they're doing. Yeah. The outfits that she wears to the club, I mean, the nanny's got to know something. I don't care if the babysitter sees me in the outfit. It's more the, my own children see me. I disagree. You've snuck through the house trying to not let the babysitter see you in something completely different than you left in before. I mean, it depends on the babysitter, but yeah. Also enjoy bringing up this call because next week we have Lincoln Tory back on in our episode with them from when we were at Disney. Yes. They had to take a break because a couple personal things came up and it's not something we've had a chance to discuss before. So it's good to be able to talk about these breaks. It is a conversation that has to be discussed about what we go through during our lifestyle journeys because every partner, every couple goes through something of this sort. And we were happy that they were willing to get on the mics and talk about it. And unfortunately, it's not the, the super sexy episodes that we typically run. However, however, I was going to say there's a little, there's a little twist in there that makes it sexy. But for the most part, we're talking some serious, some serious stuff. But it does finish with a very sexy wet story as well. So with a bang and a bang, (laughs) double bang. Thanks for joining us for a hump day quickie. We hope this brought you some midweek excitement. If you have your own confession you'd like to share with us and our audience, please call 844-4HUMPDAY and leave us a message. Can't wait to hear your sexy stories.